And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 164 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Did anyone have a week this week that was not a dumpster fire? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jen, <laughs> tell us about your week. How are you? Listen, it was like the best possible outcome because nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. So I was like, yeah, okay, I can take this. <laughs> it was still that's, busy, but yeah, that's okay. Hey, yeah. Gotta spend and time with my boys. We're good. Cool. Let's talk about comics. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Holy shit. So the secret of the universe is for you two to both have dumpster fire weeks uh, and for, then I can be okay. <laughs> for Jen to be okay, Alex and Brian must suffer. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Orphanage, number three. Brian, you got caught up on this after I accidentally backlogged you. I wasn't even trying on this one. You know what? I, I can't remember what it was. I was in there and I saw the cover and I was like, well, first of all, like I really, the the idea of the sto- the story that all the adults go away is kind of cool. Yes, it is. But, and then I, like I picked it up and as soon as I saw the art, I was like, okay, yeah, I have to, I have to see what this is about. So I bought issues one and two and like, oh, wow. It was so good. So, yeah, so I'm on board and bought, got three this week. And what did you think of three? Tell me what happened um, in three. So, uh, in three, they end up there. It's just the three of them traveling, and they end up meeting a wild one, which is essentially a kid who got found by animals instead of humans mm-hmm. and raised, you know, uh, Mowgli style. <laughs> Just the bare necessities. Yeah, exactly. Um, He was not a smooth boy. He was not a smooth boy, not in any shape or form. Um, And they talk about how, you know, being raised by animals, that's what they are. They're not people. They're humans, but they're not people. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of learning that lesson for princess yeah yeah Yeah. sometimes i say hey tell me what happens very cheerfully because i have not remembered yet what has happened my brain has not caught up and (laughs) because it's not cheerful then you get a sentence and i'm like oh wait i do remember what happened um alex (laughs) can you tell me which issue of this you thought was cheerful uh let me yeah, get back exactly. to you on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great book, but it is not cheerful. But the artwork's so happy. <laughs> the artwork is kind of happy. Like like if I, you had to subtitle this like how how down it is, it would be Orphan Age, the stoppable wasp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do love actually kind of how like well lit and bright the the coloring is, oh, the sense of light yeah. in it, um, because yeah, it does create this really kind of disconcerting contrast of how much kind of lurks beneath. Yeah, it's it kind of in that sense, it kind of reminds me of like some adult cartoons that yeah. are super bright, mm-hmm. but like you know, yeah, yeah. 
Um, speaking of comics about the uh, loss of innocence and impending adulthood when you make bad decisions and must learn from your lessons by traveling through time, Jughead's Time Police number one. <laughs> All right. That was a way to get here. That was a way to get here. Did you notice that when Jughead was at the comic book rack, it had Afterlife with Archie? I did notice it? that. <laughs> it was so cute. Had a bunch of like red circle books and then Afterlife mm-hmm. with Archie. Yep. It was very good. Uh, Jughead fucks up a pie so bad that he has to go back in time <laughs> and fix it. But he fucks that up too because he's Jughead. Go figure. Yes. Uh, the only smart person in this book is Hot Dog. Yes. Hot Dog? Hot Dog. Yeah. I mean like Dilton's okay. <laughs> Dilton's fine. But Hot Dog is, is where it's at. I found that like since I've been watching Riverdale I can't read books with Dilton in it and me like him. Yeah. That's accurate. Because <laughs> that actor issue. does such a good job of like making me want to punch Dilton in the face yes even though you know that he's already been punched in the face a bunch mm-hmm. but is it ever really enough with dilton it's, it's not it's just okay don't bully bullying is bad but bullying i do want to punch dilton doily in the face yes so i also kind of understand it yeah i mean bullying is bad <laughs> bullying is bad don't bully unless you bully brian's unless and it's are brian one of us. yeah, yeah that, that's fair yeah only <laughs> only bully brian's if you're one of us yeah. um time traveling jughead can cause no good right like there's no way this doesn't go wrong or yeah yeah archie had a very brian moment too by the way yeah oh really (laughs) when betty's running by as they time travel and he's like Mm -hmm. but did you see that outfit though (laughs) (laughs) and jughead's like yeah man that's called athleisure see i was (laughs) i was just like oh look brian's in an archie book today You said he had a very bright moment. I thought, I don't remember him breaking any chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe an issue too. Either that that or he has access to time travel and still shows up late. One of those two. (laughs) Actually. Yeah, that did happen. There you go. (laughs) And Archie did break the lattice, so. Oh, that's Mm. true. And what is lattice but in an alternate dimension, a chair? For plants. It's a chair for plants. Yes, that's that's it. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Batman and the Outsiders, number two. Speaking of time travelers who maybe aren't really time travelers. (laughs) (laughs) If I told you I was an arms dealer, you wouldn't come with me. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. That was, I like that. <laughs> yeah, somehow I, I think Caliber was my favorite person in this book. Yes. <laughs> Turns out I love Caliber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, none of the rest of the team um, made an outstanding show of themselves, did they? <laughs> no, not really. No. I mean, right now, like, Rachel Ghoul kind of is the only one who seems to have a plan. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the end, when he's like, so who's going to call Batman and tell him we all failed? <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy. I, Stay right. You know what, when I read that, that the the in the like the instant, I, like I was expecting the next panel to have everyone put their finger on their nose. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh. uh, and, and you know what? That would be perfect. And Orphan would be the one who would stand up to yeah, like you just see a panel of Batman staring at Orphan. And just what? Failed. I'm like, oh yeah, fa- failed. Failed. Oh, that's it. Sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> it's a nine-page spread. Panel one, what happened? Panel two, panel three, <laughs> failed. Panels four through eight, panel nine. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah. Never give me a nine-panel page. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
think I love everything about this book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and there's definitely some character that, like, like Signal, this is probably my favorite version of him that I've seen, mm-hmm. or, you know, use of him. Yeah. Even though yeah, basically I, all he did was throw someone in this book. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I kind of meant in the first one in this, but yeah, like, like where he's positioned as part of this team, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate Jefferson's like, come on, don't Bruce Wayne me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm here for Batman. <laughs> Be Batman. Hey, do the Batman thing. Don't Bruce Wayne me. <laughs> Don't Bruce Wayne me. Because um, he is not having Batman's bullshit. And that, oh, I love it. That is my favorite thing about this, this book. Is, I think this is really the Batman book that I want and need right now. Yes. It is the Gotham you, you want and the Gotham you deserve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I deserve it because it's damn good. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I like the Sophia character. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm curious to see what happens with her. Uh, me too. All right. Yeah, this one got pretty dark too yeah yeah it did <laughs> um blew off a man's ha- arm he got better he did yeah. it was just a flesh wound gross no it was it was everything wound uh, all right event leviathan number one Ooh. hey can steve trevor just go die please that's he- weird jen is reading alex's mind again <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can I say, like, the whole Batman-Lois dynamic is ridiculously amazing, though? I love it. It's weird to be here with you without him. Not for me. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's weird for you, asshole. Shut up. How are you? I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, there's something because she... (laughs) She is somehow simultaneously still intimidated that he's Batman and yet not at all. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like yeah. you can be intimidated by Batman and not Bruce Wayne. Right. Oh my gosh. He is yeah. Like I th- and I think it's like she would be intimidated by him, but she knows so much about him that most people don't. And like his no she knows him, so she's not. Yeah. Right. It's so odd. It's so weird. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know what I love? Oliver Queen in this. <gasps> yes. Um I I know we're getting Bendis Legion of Superheroes next, which, uh, if I can just slip in a quick, called it. Um, (laughs) But I need now a Bendis Green Arrow. Mm. Yeah, I would I would read the fuck out of that. If if I had not made this decision already, I definitely got there when Arrow turns to Batman and says, Shush nerd. Yes. <laughs> um, Alex. Yeah. Potential alternative. How would you feel about a Matt Fraction green? <laughs> um, I would probably be for that. That feels a little like, hey Matt, wanna do Hawkeye 2? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it would be both simultaneously entertaining to watch and potentially yeah i don't know the answer is you could put anything after hey alex do you want a matt fraction blank and i would say well yes obviously (laughs) so for for the inevitable marvel dc crossover it does need to be matt fraction writing a team-up book with hawkeye and and green arrow and they just say the same thing at the same time and get really pissed off the whole time see and rays (laughs) it's an amalgam comics book and they get put together (laughs) And, Green Hawkeye. And he's just like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a half purple costume, half green costume. Wait, no. This is jokering too hard. He's just holding and, two wh- differently colored punching glove arrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boxing glove. Punching glove is a better punching, name for that. Punching glove. I'm going to call them punching gloves forever. <laughs> and p- punching gloves. I've assembled a lot of boxes. I've never worn a glove like that while I do it. I'm going to go watch a punching match. A punching... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's what it is. 
beautiful, sir. The day no, after Christmas, my... <laughs> punching day. Yeah. Because the other thing that happens in that book is is Black Canary meets uh, Kate Bishop, and it's like, God, you are so much better than both of them. <laughs> Black Canary meets Mockingbird. Oh, oh my wow. God! I made it. Sorry, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a little verklempt there, Jim? <laughs> a little verklempt? Oliver Clint? God, you are so awful. Alex. Uh. Alex. No, no, Alex. Also, yes. It's too late, and I'm editing. Also, yes. The answer is yes. It happened. <laughs> it always will have happened. Oh. No take backsies. Beautiful. But yes, I loved Oliver Queen in this. <laughs> Shush, nerd. Shush, nerd. <laughs> And he gets away with it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the best part. Well, I think that's part of what it is, is like, like literally other than Superman and Wonder Woman, like for the most part, there are exceptions, and obviously we're dealing with two of them, like everyone is intimidated by Batman. Yeah. Oliver is not. Oliver's <laughs> like, I have as much bit. money as you, fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, well, not anymore, but yeah. We also get the question, <laughs> I'm always happy to see the question yes yeah um, that was another good the... moment too lois says that's the quit out <laughs> yeah yeah um i appreciated <sighs> alex believe sneaking some question mark shaped uh like dust clouds around him too yeah yes yeah uh which was always a big thing in the question comic like yeah. there was always smoke or something that would yeah swirl into a question mark yeah i love alex believes art in this oh it's gorgeous um, yeah this is uh i'm i'm really looking forward to the rest of this book yeah i mean i think I think I, 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 I halfway joked about, yeah, now that Bendis is at DC, all his buddies will come with him too. Can't wait for that Bendis Alex Maliva event book. And I was right. It's so you, good. You, what you didn't know is that it would literally be called event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not even hiding it. You secreted that one so hard. I secreted <laughs> so hard. You broke the secreting, Alex. <laughs> I think I did. Everything after uh, there was kind of downhill. Um, What else on this? Um, I you know what I am really this may be my f- one of my favorite motivations for and methods of operation for a like a big event villain in a long time. Yeah, like just how Leviathan is going about what they're doing is pretty. I, I like it yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing that I thought was interesting in this, I guess not many people really know the Batman Talia connection. Really. Well, apparently, like, Lois like said in this was universe? like, you seem to know more about Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, as much as she's been around Damien, though, yeah. I would think she would know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Bruce has an actual son? Who the baby mama? <laughs> like, you know that she's going to be sitting there one day when Damien's, like, yeah. getting something out of the fridge and going, so who is your mother, by the way? Yeah. And Damien doesn't hide it. So. No. No. Yeah. 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 But I kind of like that Lois doesn't know. <laughs> or doesn't seem to know. Seem to know. Yeah. Maybe. Or she's yeah. pretending not to know. Or that. She's being uh, yeah. a little coy. Yeah. A small, well, I guess a, technically a large goldfish. A little coy. Yeah. yeah, she's way better at lying than her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, speaking of her husband uh-huh. and her husband's cousin, Superman uh-huh. 12 and Supergirl 31. Yeah. These are... And her father-in-law and son, yeah. And their dog, too. And their dog, too. Um, and their little dog, too. Ruggles would have gotten away with it. 
<laughs> nice. So these are the first two of four total, two of each title, um, kind of wrapping up at least this part of the Rogelzar story that was introduced when Bendis took over Superman. Yeah, Rog- Rogelzar is going to be a Superman villain for a long time. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. Um, but this is at least the end of the act, I think. Um, yeah. Certainly in the Supergirl book, it is. Uh, and I enjoyed both of these. We, we kind of get one from Supergirl's perspective, one from Superman's perspective. Yes. What is interesting to me is that they don't entirely line up. Uh, yeah. There are moments like, that... Like there, there, clearly, there's some things that very much yeah. do. Like, there's literally the same wording in a couple of yeah. situations. It's kind of but... like... It's kind of like... And I'm guessing the way this worked is the writer on Supergirl had a first draft of the script for the Superman issue and worked yeah. around, and then some things rearranged a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, like, in the Supergirl issue, Superman and Superboy are there, and Superboy is like, Hey, I'm ten years older now. Cool. And then, like, later in the superman issue supergirl's like oh is that superboy yeah like it it's almost at it's it's almost like you hear the story from two different people yeah right and they remembered things just slightly differently and i kind of like that vibe that's yeah that's, yeah that was cool uh i'm sure there will people be people who are like why don't these actually match completely but i don't think they need to for this i don't think that's important here no and there's nothing significantly yeah i mean it's nothing that impact it's like like that that you said right do you like do you remember that you met John before you punched this guy in the face or that, you know, that you saw him and realized it after you punched this guy. Who cares? Right. Yeah. I read Supergirl before Superman and kind of wish I had gone in the other order just because there were a couple of moments in Supergirl that the flow of them made more sense to me after I'd read Superman. Like the conversation about, I have to go do this. Like, what do you have to go do actually? Yeah. That I I read them in the same order and I I agreed. Like, I mean, I kind of had an idea of what she was talking about, but it's definitely, yeah. made more clear in the Super Well, and within a few pages, like, you see what yeah. they're going to do yeah. and you get the context. But there were a co- I think I think the other way to read it is probably a little better. If you do Superman yeah. than Supergirl. Yep. Um, I don't know that I've got much else on these. These were fun. We've got another, like, of this for each issue and then they kind of split off again is what I yeah. understand. Um, I really like, the only other thing I'll add is I really like the direction it's headed in the Superman book with his father. I like and that. W- and what maybe going on there yeah. yeah i like that and specifically in zod i was gonna say yeah. i like that this whole unity saga storyline so far is like really slowly <laughs> pushing zod and clark together i mean we've seen that that sort of flash future or at least that vision that zod saw of their kids getting married in the future yeah um but this idea that maybe there is a path forward for them as some kind of ally is interesting to me agreed i mean if only because if i'm being honest like at some point the zod shows up and they fight and they disagree stories eventually feel kind of tired to me yeah right. something that moves past that would actually be i think really energizing for those characters together well well, uh, i think and i think there's potential here because god zod actually says something uh like i thought that making such a big gesture would maybe you know uh go a long way towards making up for what i've done before yeah and and he's like superman's not even close yeah but it it, like i was left with the taste in my mouth of but maybe he could do enough to yeah i mean the thing about superman is at some point superman will want to see the good in people and will want to forgive people yep. like that yeah, is yeah. in his dna yeah because that's what earth gave him right? yeah we found out yeah i'm i'm digging this all all bendis superman is good 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't say I'm up. I'm disappointed with any of it. Yeah. All right, Jen. Mm-hmm. Wonder Twins, number five. God, this is the best book. Period. This is just the best book that I'm reading <laughs> right now. I love it so much. It is very, very good. Yes, yeah. I love. Alex that. sprung. Oh, sorry. No, go you're good. Go ahead. I was gonna say Alex sprung some news on me, and I realized <laughs> that I tricked the universe this week. It was pretty amazing. I uh, I messaged Brian yesterday in the morning. I'm like, you know how anytime we love a book, eventually it gets canceled early like a, a fun light-hearted book yeah. that just makes you feel good i'm like i don't want to know the answer to this do i i'm like wonder twins and dial h have both been turned into 12 issue series instead of six yeah yeah <laughs> nice yep. it's like i did it i tricked the universe <laughs> You secret secreted. I secretly secreted, yes. <laughs> nice. Oh. Um, yeah. So what's going on in this one, Jen? So Jaina is determined to fight the, what is it, Legion of Annoyance? Yes. League of Annoyance? League of, Which one yeah. is it? One of those, yes. Yeah. Uh, just to shut them down, put them out of business, so Polly's dad can be free of them. Yeah. Um, And it works. Yeah. She succeeds. Yeah. But poor Polly's dad. Poor, poor Philo. Yeah. Um, I appreciated learning that the Scrambler is a magician that was my favorite part i thought it might hey, be hey alex hey alex yeah. hey that was my favorite part i thought it might be i was like hold on has mark russell seen me do magic <laughs> you need a scrambler t-shirt i do oh i'm gonna start doing shows and scrambler t-shirts yeah. oh my great. god Spe- speaking of t-shirts here's the here's the related tie-in i think it was in the superman leviathan special i don't think it was in one of the books this week yeah. where lois was wearing a jaina t-shirt yes <laughs> nice yeah nice yeah i was like oh my god that's beautiful yeah um i also love that someone is running around with just like a weird kryptonian cell phone that disintegrates people oh i fucking <laughs> hate cell phone sylvia so much so so much i fucking hate her yes but i love mark russell for her yes yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the fact that his brain went ah, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. Brian, what love happened him. to your promise to read your books in reverse alphabetical order the next time you were yeah. strapped for time? Um, I did. I, that's why I read Young Justice last week. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> and then this week I read like four or five, and then once I got strapped for time, I picked. I just didn't get to. This that's was fine. next on my list, but yeah. Okay. I'll... The opening scene in this one, Brian, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful because it's Jaina marching off to go fight, and, and Zan's like, wait, hold on. How am I the level-headed one? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> wow. It's very cute. It is. This book is very cute. Speaking I, of... I do like it. Speaking yeah. of fun, upbeat, lighthearted books that we love, Ironheart number seven. Yes. God, I love this book. I love Riri so much. So much. And you, who does Riri team up with in this one? <laughs> Nadia! So excited. Brian is shaking his head at us. Ha ha. <laughs> These will all be red. They just didn't get red before the show. Riri and Nadia <laughs> team up to fight zombies. It's so good. It's it's so good. And Xavier, too. Yes. He's, he's fucking choice in this. We learn Excellent. an important friendship lesson in this. Barfing in someone's helmet is a friendship ender. It's true. Oh, oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, when he's like, are we going to fly again? Because I got to be honest with y'all. I just ate like three cinnamons and my stomach is wrecked. 
you're taking the train, Xavier. Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine. I'd love to see, like, a big, you know, like, tied a rope around him, and he's, like, 20 feet below them. <laughs> and she just Gwen Stacy's him? Oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> oh, you used Gwen Stacy as a verb. <laughs> and you know exactly what I mean by I it. I do. Can I choose a different interpretation of that verb? Nope. <laughs> Brian. No. Okay. No. <laughs> the audience Get caught up on the, this book. The 10 second Brian. long silence between those no's, but it was there. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Also, I, I got caught up on this book this week because um, I was like three behind, I think. The all, all of the Riri and Miles stuff, I'm just like, I love this girl. Yeah. Yeah. She knows she's bad at people. Yeah. I, and I love the fact that they can be teammates and respect each other, but like, they just don't have a lot in common, so they're not like great friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but they are fine. friends at least now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're now. friendly and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a Nadia Peter Parker thing where she just will never, ever <laughs> like right. Spider-Man. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Uh, I miss that dynamic. I need to see them in a book together again soon. Yes. Silver Surfer, black, number one. In hey, which Alex, we learn I how... really liked this, by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to torture you a little bit with it. I'm glad. And at some point, I will con you into starting the other Silver Surfer that we've talked about <laughs> from the right place to enjoy it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I have, I mean, I've read Silver Surfer stories over the years, but I've never, like, collected or, you know, like stayed on a Silver Surfer series of any kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not a character that I've ever read a lot much. Yeah. Um. I, I, this was this was kind of cool. And I mean, obviously it, it's Donny Gates, so <laughs> like I know I'm gonna like it. But yeah. um, yeah. Like I, I'm interested to learn more about this character. I'm glad that we finally know how Silver Surfer takes his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cream and sugar, right? Exactly. <laughs> One cream, five sugars. God, that is gross. (laughs) Five creams, one sugar? Is that better? Yeah, that's better, but it's still gross. Yeah, but my way isn't in the Heights reference, and yours is just dark milk. (laughs) Dark milk. Try new dark milk. (laughs) From the makers of milk. It's the sequel to Milk Wars, dark milk. (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah, for, for I need no part of this anymore. Thank you. Oh no, here no. Let, let me make it worse for you. Um, no, I don't want that. For the follow-up to Milk Wars, uh, Frank Miller will co-write. Oh, it'll be called the Dark Milk Curdles. <laughs> dark Milk Curdles. <laughs> this is almost as bad as those chunky milk commercials. <laughs> Oh, oh, is chunky milk wonderful. just cottage cheese? I mean, you'd think that. Have you not seen those commercials? I don't, no. It's like an insurance commercial or something like that, where they're just like pouring chunky milk, and I'm like, oh, can you not? This like, can you not you drink your chunky milk? Oh, <laughs> nope, it's nope, awful. It is nope. awful. Oh, <laughs> <The> dark milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Move along, please. <laughs> um, it looks like Norrin is curdling a little bit during some of these scenes, though, right? Yes, it does. Some I of it like, does look like Ooh. he is curdling. Yes, it does. I will not, I'll not argue with you there. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is coming out of Guardians of the Galaxy number one, when everyone gets thrown into the black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically shows us the Silver Surfer saving everyone but himself mm-hmm. and falling into this black hole and with very little power cosmic left fighting off these three space goddesses and reigniting this world's sun and learning what evil space god has come and consumed the light. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it shouldn't really surprise us knowing no. what else Donnie's going to be doing yeah. Yeah. Um, in the next couple months here. You you might also call this book Silver Surfer Null in Void. You fucking dork. How long did you work on that one? Not at all. Okay. Do you know literally as soon as he started going, you could call it? I yeah, was like, yeah, oh my god, yeah. I know he's, exactly yep, what he's going to He's going to say Null in Void. He is going <laughs> yep, to say yeah. that thing. Yep, no, there he goes. He did it. All right. (laughs) So Tim and I on Wednesday watched episode two of Swamp Thing. And afterward, I was like, and I didn't want to spoil for Tim why he needed to read this. But you're reading Venom, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm a little behind, but okay. Are you planning on reading Silver Surfer? Yeah, okay, good. Do that. Let me know when you have. And later I just get this message from going, Null! And I respond, Null in void. That's that's where it came from. So it was in that moment. Okay. Yeah, I just felt like it was worth immortalizing here. Mm. So, mm-hmm. for mm. those of you who couldn't figure that out, yeah, uh, Silver Surfer finds null. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what my favorite oh. part about this book is? What's that? Go ahead. His beautiful, beautiful oil slick hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It is the best jazz hand ever. It's just so, like, they, they made it, it's just so shimmery. It's just so pretty. Would you it call it shining, those... shimmering, and splendid? No. Oh, I would. It, it doesn't shimmer, does it? It might. No. It iridesces. It makes me wonder if he as he uses more of the power cosmic if the you know the last remaining bits of it if he's going to continue to change i would guess i would probably. think so yeah. yeah right and hence the silver surfer black yeah. yeah well it's also a callback to like hulk gray and spider-man uh-huh. blue and oh sure yeah the terribly unfortunately named when it is happening at the same time that sam wilson becomes captain america captain america white yeah that was a thing yeah that happened yeah Hawkeye Puce, you know, all this. (laughs) Oh no, I need Hawkeye Puce now. Don't say what you're thinking, Alex. You'll just have to edit it out later. (laughs) Sometimes I say things just knowing that it's going to spark ideas in Alex's head that he can't not think. God, they're probably shaped like an arrow. (laughs) What? Okay, now I need to know. No, you don't. Every, You're happy. Everybody I pause your recordings. <laughs> no, don't do that. That makes it worse. <laughs> it's fine. I'll tell you when you're older. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally. Anything else on Silver Surfer Black? <laughs> oh. Uh, no, did either of you happen to read his uh, n- note? Yes. His I did. page in the back. Yes. Yeah. I oh, normally don't, was... but I was just like, I don't know why I need to read this. And I did need to read it. I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like he doesn't do a lot of, I'm going to write a note in the back of a book. I, that's probably, that's why I read it. Like, the like, first thing is, hey, it's Donnie. And I was like, mm, that's unusual. I think I'm going to read this. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you got this book and did not read that, I would highly recommend. Go, go, go read that. Maybe grab a couple of it's... tissues before. 
for him. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man life story. Speaking of needing tissues. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, this is so, I mean, obviously I know the, the premise of this is, you know, Spider-Man ages in real time as we go through this book. This is the first one where I felt like it had a massive impact. It had a little bit of an impact in the last one. Yeah. This is the first one where like you can really see how it has super changed. Yeah. Yeah. Just the pure aging aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we get one person that dies, literally dies kind of of old age. Yeah. <laughs> because of this, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's probably my favorite resolution of the whole clone saga of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if nothing else, Chip has solved the clone problems. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this essentially deals with Doc Ock coming back and finding, basically trying to pursue, because he's staring at his mortality now as, as an old man, uh, pursuing a way to conquer that. Mm-hmm. And he finds out about the clones um, and wants that research so that, you know, maybe that's his path who do this well he's also convinced that peter is the reason why may divorced him correct mm-hmm. yes. yeah yeah and so there's that there's this whole confrontation and you know things happen and ben basically he captures ben riley right and and then captures peter and you know there's the whole scene with all of them and you know that that resolution and then afterwards we find out that there was actually someone kind of behind it all yes yeah because of course because of course um what did you think of the whole Peter and Jessica thing. I was disturbed, okay? I was <laughs> disturbed. That, uh, yeah, like somehow that was like, oh, I mean, sure, but okay. It didn't bother me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if you accept that this is going on in real time and it's been a decade since Mary Jane left, like, why wouldn't he... No, 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 not that. Not the fact, yeah. Just the fact that it's just... Although Jessica. clearly th- I feel like... this is a very different Jessica, though, yeah. because, like, clearly she's really successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also emotionally immature. She'd have to be, right? To be with that Peter? She would have to be. Although, mm, I don't know. I feel, like Pe- uh, yeah. I feel like Peter ends up in a lot of relationships that are, he's the emotionally immature one, and they are standing behind him, rolling their eyes. Yeah, but... Well, the other thing is, you gotta remember that this Peter, I mean, like, he's literally had this company and been running it successfully for, you know, what, 20 years now? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's clearly some stability that exists in this Peter that doesn't in who we think of as Peter. Yeah. You know, our 616 Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, I don't know, I, I expected to get fully Shahardi, and this way made way more sense to me, but in kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just, it yeah. was, it was an interesting... It was jarring, how about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see, I also read it way as more like, they're friends with benefits than they're dating. I got that almost as and well, I think, like, it's a very casual yeah. kind of thing. I yeah. think if it were some sort of serious thing, that would have been weird, too. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely, that would have been the most weird. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like this is that strange we have two more of these is that right what what is this is it one more this is four two more it's a six two more okay yeah yeah so it's gonna be like things are really gonna change in the next two like as much as as that aging has had an impact so far yeah i mean i'm pretty sure just based on the cover to the next one alone and it being the aughts that this is going to be the september 11th one okay Mm. because if you look at that cover it's yeah it's almost like you know you've got the the take an american flag turn it 90 degrees the top is the blue field with a star in it that's filling with red 
and Spider-Man kind of drowning in it. But the bottom is three white stripes with two red stripes that are very Twin Towers-esque sitting in it. Okay. okay. Yeah, and that would make sense. So yeah. That that was the event that defined that decade. And, yeah. like, one of the biggest Spider-Man issues out of that decade that didn't have to do with the devil undoing his marriage was the September 11th issue. Yeah. So, the real question is what happens in the 2010s issue. Because that's yeah. the end. Well, I mean, he's gotta die, right? He doesn't yeah. have to die. He's no, but... probably gonna. He could hang up his tights. Well, he, he essentially did. Kinda does here. Yeah. yeah. He packed his bags and moved away. Well, but we've got, I mean, 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. I, I do like the idea that, so he's like to, he's probably in his 50s at this point. Yeah. Uh, and and his, his, his phrase is now, with great power comes great guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense how that changes as you get old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. War of the Realms roundup time. All righty. As Guardians of the Galaxy number 10, the final As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, number last. Um, So this really is, it's set against the War of the Realms, but it's really a kind of resolution for some of these characters. Some of them get put back in their boxes, so to speak, like Scourge, right? Yeah. Ends up nah, not back in hell, kind of where he started, but now in Valhalla, right? Um, And uh, Annabelle is separated from Valkyrie and, and free to do her own thing now. Cool. And so, yeah, it kind of, like I said, kind of puts them, um, Angela um, resolves her issues with Heaven and, you know, is kind of given a choice and is like, nope, I'm going to do my own thing. Do you know what her own thing is, Brian? Have you heard about this uh, yet? Uh-uh. There is a book coming up called Strike Force that she is a member of the cast of, written by Tini Howard. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. It's like her yeah, so and is... Blade and Damian Hellstrom and a couple of others. Okay, yeah. yeah. I have I that. have an important question about Asgardians of the Galaxy status quo, though. How is okay. Throg? Throg has returned to protect his people. Excellent. Good. Yes. Good. As long yeah. as there is a ending that is not being dead for Throg, I am happy. <laughs> Nope, he is he is back as the protector of his people in Central Park. Excellent. Yeah. How about yep. Giant Man number three? So that's three? kind of what I mean about, you know, people are being put back where they kind of... Yeah. yeah. How about Giant Man number three? Um, this was, uh, this was a fun little resolution. It's actually, it's got my quote of the week. Too. Brian's quote of the week. Quote, quote. So, um, they are, um, they finally make it to the kind of this, this central place where Ymir is spawning Frost Giants. Well, actually, Ice Giants in this case. Um, um, and they uh, they find out that the person who's kind of running that whole thing is uh, somebody that one of them knows. And it's, uh, let's see, it's Carla, and I cannot remember her last name, uh, but it's Moonstone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scott Lang is like, Moonstone, hey, looking great. Also looking real evil. On behalf of humanity you betrayed siding with Lalfe, I'd like to offer some earnest cussing. You bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Which yes. character says this? Scott Lang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need. Um. Okay. I need now a giant men team up book with the cast of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> name your sex tape. Right, yes. Giant man. Giant man. Name your sex Goliath. Tape. <laughs> oh. Um. But but I mean yes. Problems with shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
help my belt's overheating. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ants in your pants. And, ooh, and we get a uh, we get a surprise giant person in this as well. Name of your sex And tape. it's wonderful. <laughs> there it is. There's the use right there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, each each character gets kind of a little mini resolution, so to speak. Um, everybody gets something that shows kind of who they are in this. And cool. Yeah. It was, this was just a fun run. And those four together are just a trip. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the things I, ha- I don't think I've mentioned about this series that I really liked is like, Every time they, like, start on a new little thing, like, they, there's one point where they come across, like, a, a, a giant camp that's, like, a roadblock where they've got to get through, and it, there's, like, an editorial box that's just, like, Operation Road Crossing or something <laughs> like that. Objective, get through the giant camp, da 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 And, like, so then they do this all hor- horrendous, you know, four-page, five-page, whatever it takes to get through it, and then mission accomplished. <laughs> Yes, it's pretty cool. Superior Spider-Man number seven. Or as I call it, Brian is going to kick himself for not having read this one yet. <sighs> um, Doc Ock teams up with the West Coast Avengers. Oh. Or at least, as Gwynpool points out, the ones who wouldn't have more important things to do in a crossover <clears throat> um, to chase the Frost Giants out of San Francisco and then take the fight to them because he realizes, oh, hey, America can open up interdimensional portals that's what we need let's just go shut off the flow of frost giants entirely um this is a very good Gwyn gets to give meta commentary on the structure of event crossovers oh issue. god um at one point she's like yeah i mean we're we're in one of two cases either we get to be the top tier characters who have to heroically die to boost sales numbers or we're reboots of recognizable characters but a little grittier and or were legacy versions of recognizable characters but a little grittier and the shine has worn off so we get killed off maybe we should hide (laughs) (laughs) nice thanks Gwen The only character in in the universe who knows what plot armor, plot armor is and how yeah. it works. Yes. Um. At one point, so it's like if we if we go to the Frost Giants, who will continue to protect San Francisco? Or well, and they're they're asking about who will protect LA. Oh well, don't worry. The characters who there's not room enough for in the crossover, like my genetically engineered land shark, will hang out and protect the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 fun. It is and, and just like Ox reactions to her, who she he assumes she is just this insane person um mm-hmm. our, our his reactions are fantastic it's so much fun um champions number six ryan oh gosh um yeah this is essentially the champions battling in um south america um and it i would say it's fairly standard like you know you get the the each character getting to punch and hit some things that kind of thing yeah. and then we get one surprise when a character gets stabbed through with a sword yep. who would have known <laughs> and, that that's how you get a power up and and takes it really well takes it like a champ yeah <laughs> um yeah like a champion like a champion there you go thank you alex pick that up you're welcome um yeah it turns out that uh that that uh that power man that's how you fuel him is with magic swords and and you know the use of magic and chief legend yeah. and myth and all of that yeah huh. and uh so uh yeah he powers up and proceeds to kick all of their asses yep. <laughs> um the one thing that is 
is that comes out of this that I think it probably kind of matters is um, uh, Captain uh, or Ms. Marvel gets shown a vision of what happened to her before Miles made the deal yeah. with Mephisto. Of her dead in Miles' arms. Of her right, of her dead right, uh, and it really rocks her. Yeah. And so at the end of this, she resigns as the leader of the champion. The thing, the thing that I really like about this issue, and this is something that I think Zub in general does really well with the champion stuff, is rather than letting crossovers and tie-ins be these, you know, what Gwynpool describes these side things that don't worry, we'll just wait them out, and in a short amount of time, no one will remember any of this ever happened. Right. Moments. Um, it becomes another layer that adds into kind of the trauma of being heroes. It's yes. not this constant yeah. sacrifice cycle of sacrifice and then everything's okay and then sacrifice and then everything's okay. It's it is all additive and it is this constant kind of eking, creeping in trauma that just builds and builds it's, and it's, builds. Yeah, it's one more brick in the wall, yeah. right? Yeah. Um and like you couldn't read this series and not read this issue. No, no. Yeah, this is not skip and that's just it is <laughs> Like, the fight itself is kind of throwaway, right? But a couple of things that come out of it that happen in this issue are very much yeah. not. Yeah. But, I mean, in, if you're talking about, like, large arc plotting, that's kind of any one or two issue story anyway. Like, so that's no that's different true. than... Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um... Is it still good? Trustfall, number one, Jen. Um, so this was a number one, so I'm going to yep. say a few more things about it than just a sentence. Uh, talked about it last week. Uh, it's about a young woman who grew up in a mob family and a crime family and is kind of seeing the world differently than her family has portrayed it and is really trying to figure out if this is what she wants to do going forward. So she has these powers that she can teleport anything other than herself. So other people, entire rooms, cars, whatever, she can teleport things. Um, And her family uses that as a secret weapon, as a tool. But they also teach her that the world is bad. Government is bad. People are bad. Cops are bad. They call like government and police and the banks, I think, the whole the unholy trinity. And they're in this never-ending war to fight against it. Uh, and, and as her family's coming up in this crime world she's like okay but i kind of like the world though <laughs> but she would never say that yeah it's pretty good cool i am enjoying it awesome yeah brian mm-hmm. bronze age boogie number three <laughs> all right um the team gets taken back to the past and uh, uh someone tries to monkey around with their means of travel back calamity kate number four kate finds new monsters to fight the batman who laughs number six brian um Bruce Wayne gives in to the laughter of his future. The Flash, number 72, Brian. Um, Iris confronts Clive Yorkin, which may not have been the best choice. What would you do for a Yorkin peppermint patty? Um... (laughs) It's a Klondike bar. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Peppermint Patty is not in this at all. Wonder Woman, number 72. Uh, It's time to fight a giant minotaur. Xena, Warrior Princess, number three. Um, Xena and Discord and... Oh, shoot. What is is the other one's name? Xena's bard, friend, partner. The blonde woman? Yeah. Gabby. Gabby. Xena and Gabby and Discord try to steal a feather from Quetzalcoatl. Ah! I'm I'm just glad Discord isn't the bard. (laughs) (laughs) There's a term for that, Brian. It's... Jazz. (laughs) It's called freeform jazz. I was I was going to go with like uh 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 
screamo or something like that. No, but, but your answer is wrong because it is freeform jazz. Although, <laughs> if his name wasn't Discord, but Discord, then I guess it could be a bard. Oh, you mean Discord? Discord. Discord okay. right here? Discord, yeah. Dork. <laughs> Outer Darkness. But I only played Discord. Thank you. And it's a cold and broken hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Outer Darkness, number seven. The crew encounters and exercises an evil Nazi house. Okay. And gains a new crew member in the form of an 18th century nun. Okay. Or no, the house is from the 18th century. I guess the nun was from the 20th century. Anyway. Evil spooky space house and now nun. (laughs) Unnatural number 10. uh, We learn the murmur? Is that what she's called? The murmur's plan, at least in part. Brian, Age of Mm -hmm. X-Man, Apocalypse and the X-Tracks, number four. Um... We so I'm actually going to combine this and Marvelous X Men number five. Okay. We find out what's really going on with Apocalypse in this world that has been created, and get set up for the real resolution of all of these books, which is uh, Age of X Men Omega. Excellent. Yeah. X. The Amazing Spider-Man number 23, Peter rushes home to uh, learn whether or not his visions of Mary Jane's untimely demise are accurate or not. And Taskmaster and Black Ant continue to have the best supervillain bromance. <laughs> the hunter the hunter is dead, long live the hunter. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 7, uh, Aunt May reopens feast. The Immortal Herc. Immortal Herc. Immortal Herc. Immortal Herc. Immortal Herc. Immortal Herc. Oh my god, Immortal Herc. Oh look, Brian's broke. Yay. Uh, what Jin said. <laughs> The Swedish chef becomes the Hulk. <laughs> That's beautiful. Somehow I want to see that. You can't make an omelet without gamma irradiating a few eggs. Invaders okay. number six. Uh, Namor's plot is revealed as he turns people into members of the Blue Man group. Okay. It makes sense if you read it. Morning in America number four. Uh, hey, maybe the conspiracy theory that the, the, the girls came up with is true and uh, this evil company is actually inviting aliens into the world to eat people. And maybe this sci-fi novel lays all, all of it out exactly for a reason. The answer to that's super simple. Is there a profit in it for it? Yep. Then, yep. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Yahoo. Alright, I will go first this time. Okay. Lucifer, Volume 1, The Infernal Comedy. Uh, this is the first volume of the new wave of Lucifer, of Sandman books. Um, uh, I have read the first couple of issues of this. It's a lot of fun. It's Dan Waters who did Deep Roots writing. Mm. Um, I will definitely be grabbing this trade because I like what I've read so far of it a lot. There's this great moment in the first issue where Lucifer has had his eyes gouged out and two of the three weird sisters who are mourning 
their sister or trying to get him to bring her back to life and they come up to him and you know we've we've plucked out our own eyes so that we can be like you and and go through the world and you're when he says oh that was stupid of you i can grow mine back and then he regrows his eyes and walks off and one of them turns to the other and asks he's kidding right oh yeah definitely he can't really do that because <laughs> they couldn't see him do it oops <laughs> Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. Rat Queens number 16. Yeah, The Once and Future King part one. Uh, this is the new creative team, uh, Ryan Ferrier and Priscilla uh, Petrades on Rat Queens, and I can't wait to see what they do. Awesome. Yeah. Jen. Yes. Curse words. Yeah, this is just more of the end of Curse Words. Uh, We get to see everybody with their memories back of Whole World and what happened and how it became and all that jazz. Awesome. Good, good Margaret fighting. All right. Rolled and Told Hardcover Volume 1. I don't think we've ever talked about this before. No. Uh, This is kind of a strange thing. It's not just a comic. Uh, So this this is a combination of like comic pages and one-shot role-playing tabletop adventures and I think there might even be like feature article type pieces in it um, about like tabletop gaming. Honestly, it's not something I've read any of, but I've heard amazing things about um, and I'm really excited to to get my hands on. Brian. Yes, sir. Teen Titans, number 31. This is the, this is the story I've been waiting for since they started this book. Uh, uh, Crush's dad shows up. Nice. And Woo-hoo. we finally get to hopefully see what the hell's going on there. Just in... T- and, hmm? and I want to know what it is. Just in time for him to also show up on Krypton. Yeah. And yeah. to get his own spinoff from Krypton. That's oh, really? right. Yeah. Lobo TV show in the works. Oh, yep. boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is literally probably a, a property I can say is going to either be really good or the worst trash ever. <laughs> like it's like not... there's no in between with that. Brian... Jason Momoa is already Aquaman, so he can't be Lobo, and I am just nah. I'm just nah. Brian, did you ever think you would live in a world in which there was a Lobo TV series? Yeah. I I, I don't. I, I still can't believe I am now. <laughs> valid they sit in the swamp and talk tv it's branching out with tim and me hello tim hello alex how are you um to be honest i'm a little down you're a little down why is that because dc universe murdered swamp thing literally the day after we watched the first episode yeah like this is great this will run forever this will run for an episode before it gets (laughs) oh so sad so sad Hashtag save swamp thing. Yep, that needs to be a thing. I think that is a thing. Okay, well I'm I'm jumping on that bandwagon. Yep. Um, I don't I don't understand that decision at all. Nope. Because guess what? Episode two is also very good. It was probably better than episode one. I I was very much I that that oh it's so good moment right after the episode ended. Yeah. Um. So so we need we need some sort of rating system for each individual episode. Where does it fall on the on the swamp meter? Is this that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one what do you how vines? many how many wriggling vines out of five? <laughs> oh, this one gets a five wriggling vines out of five. I I'm good with that. That is yeah. 
I think that's accurate. We have Swamp Thing now. Yes. We have Spoopy Kid with connection to Swamp Thing. Yes. We have more Puppy Dog. Yes. And we have multiple connections to other DC superhero characters. Yes. And villain characters. Some that were a little bit hidden and some that were not hidden at all. Yeah. And by and large, like, everybody got some some character movement in this one, too. Nobody nobody came out of this episode in the same place they were. No, agreed. Um, it was tight, and it was fun, and I continue to laugh at inappropriate moments, but I think that's just my broken brain that won't <laughs> let me be afraid of scary things. Also, uh, Alex dropped a great line in this one when, when, when Swamp Thing had a hold of somebody. I don't know if you remember this one, Alex. Maybe. Uh, I've had my chlorophyll of you. <laughs> yep yep uh i was proud of that one (laughs) this is why i will never be allowed to write swamp thing (laughs) yeah It was a solid line. Yeah. Um, I may have had the plant pun yips last week, but I am back, baby. <laughs> I have never used the words I am back, baby, next to each other before. And you know what? I don't think I can pull them off. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm going to give this one to you because it was about returning to your form and puns. Yeah. Well, uh, what can I say? A rolling stone gathers no moss. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with any of that. But we'll move on. Like a rolling stone. Ha! Preemptive pun. Yep. So Alec Holland is a grass dude now. Yes. Um, Abby is upset, but now has his journals. That's yes. <laughs> we uh we, we commented to each other while watching this on how great it is that Abby is not a child in this because that makes it way less weird. And then we realize she does in fact have his well, if not journals, vlogs. Yeah. Alec Holland is a vlogger. It's just the updated journals yeah. for the the time change from when we we last saw them you know this this actually makes me sad as you put it that way because it means there is a period in time in which if we had had swamp thing content we would not simply have had alec holland's journal we would have had his live journal yes this is true and i need to read alec holland's (laughs) live journal Are we going to give Alec Holland some sort of, like, social media presence now? No, because I'm pretty sure Russia owns LiveJournal now. Oh, do they really? Yeah, like, that's oh. not a joke. I'm pretty sure, that, <laughs> like, a major Russian telecom co- telecom company bought out LiveJournal a few years ago. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. want him getting all of Alec Holland's secrets. No. Um, we get to spend a little time with Avery Sunderland, who mostly spends his days golfing, threatening yes. underlings, and wandering his mansion shouting Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess auditioning for, or practicing for his audition for West Side Story. And we get a little bit more about the relationship between Abby Arcane and the Sunderlands. Yes, uh, we see that even if only in the vein of being a manipulative old bastard, Avery is much, much kinder on the surface to Abby than Maria is. Yes. Um, I am sure that is an act and it is his manipulating her. In fact, she basically calls him out to his face on it. Uh, you know, even a no sound, you, you've always been good at making a no sound like a favor. Yep. Um, Maria does what any grieving mom in a sw- would do and visits Madame Xanadu. Of course. And I only sang a little Olivia Newton-John today. <laughs> um, and Xanadu gets spooked. 
Yeah. Maria Sunderland is haunted as fuck. Yeah. There's there's going to be some fun with that story arc, I think. Yeah. Um we we may have our connection to the green in this. We'll get into that in a minute, but yeah. we may also have a connection to the gray now. Yeah. That could be what that is. Uh two creepy girls each connected to a different primordial element or life force or whatever. Um but most importantly, we meet Blue Devil. <laughs> This this was the most important part of the episode. My favorite part of this 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 watching experience was I stop and I say, this guy's name is Danny. And there's this sign over the door that says Lil Devil. This is Blue Devil. And Tim and I get excited for a moment. And then I hit play and the camera shifts focus to the wall behind him. <laughs> and there is a poster for the Blue Devil movie. Yeah. <laughs> In which he plays the Blue Devil. Yep, it's also the wallpaper on his laptop. I mean, it was not subtle yeah. at all, the connection <laughs> here. They very much wanted to know, this Blue Devil thing is an important detail. <laughs> I hope before this season is over, we see him as the Blue Devil. Yes. Because otherwise, I will only continue to be more upset with the show's cancellation. Which uh, also uh, sort of is telling that when you paused it, the first thing you said was, Dan, Devil, that's the Blue Devil. And I'm sitting on the other side like, that's the guy from 90210. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that the uh, Rob Thomas reboot of 90210? No, no, no. That is the original 90210 that he was a cast member of. Really? Yeah. I think he his does name... not look particularly old. No. Yeah. It, it mm. Also, I, I believe his name is Ian Zaring, and he is from Sharknado fame as well. Ah, yes. Uh, the yes, Sharknado. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, but I'm, I'm needless... glad we could find these two cultural refer- <laughs> references that I am fluent in. Uh, needless to say we were both excited nonetheless yes um which brings me to my greatest hope where blue devil is surely detective chimp must follow (laughs) oh man how great would that be that would be i mean again only angrier that this has been canceled (laughs) if detective chimp shows up i'm telling you i'm still sitting on the the hope the prey that i mean it's not going to happen but somehow matt ryan as constantine shows up in this yeah i'm not gonna hold my breath for that it won't won't happen but, but man how amazing would that be but if swamp thing finds a new home at cw yeah there's my door yeah it could happen that way there is word that like cw and hbo are both considering picking it up hbo probably has a better budget for it yeah but uh you know seeing swamp thing time travel on the wave rider is something i could be down with yeah absolutely absolutely uh we also have and tim you beat me to recognizing this character i 100 percent would not even have recognized the name I do not know this character particularly well at all. I don't know where I know him from. I could not tell you how I caught this reference. I mean, I feel like I've read an issue of a comic with him in it. Yeah, it could have happened. That's, I um, mean, it, for whatever reason, it was stuck in my head and I got it. But Jason Woodrew. Yep. The Floronic Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, he has a lot to do with the plan that Sunderland has. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds as well. He and his, I assume wife, since she is also Dr. Whatever it was, Woodrow. I I assume they are married. Um, uh, I guess she could be a sister. Uh, We learn that they are involved with the mutagen accelerant that's being put into the swamp as part of Avery Sunderland's master plan to make more plants so they drink more 
more water, so there's more ground, and as a result, more plants, which seems a little circular, yeah. to harvest to make pharmaceuticals. And to sell more real estate also. It was a multi-level. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Which, you're, if this were an episode of Scooby-Doo, he would be doing it to drive up real estate. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> Is pretty damn accurate. I will, I will... We have found the thing that you are good at predicting. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. This is it, Tim. This is your thing. Alright, so I'm just gonna like call my shots for the rest of Swamp Thing. Yeah. You've got eight more times to do it. <laughs> it's that blind squirrel nut theory. Yeah. Yeah. You do it enough times, eventually you'll get one right by law of averages. Yeah. Um so what did you think? I've done most of the talking. Um, no, it was a really good episode. Um, the first episode, it was fun and it started the story well. And it was like, we were talking about the second episode really progressed that story a lot more. Got me a lot more immersed in it. Um, opening up the Xanadu channels, um, seeing Swamp Thing actually a little bit in action. We only got kind of a taste of it, but. Oh, but we got a significant (laughs) taste of it. One of those moments where I was just had to say yes, right after it happened. I believe your exact words were kill of the week. Yes, that's what Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and uh, my favorite thing about about that was, I'm like, oh, he's holding him up like that. This dude is about to get drawn and quartered, and then it happened. And <laughs> was like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It was a quality swamp thing kill. I mean, lots of viscera there too. Yeah, was, there's blood in that swamp. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really and and with the the blue devil stuff, the Woodrow stuff, it's really opening up to where it could have been something big and and a lot of story beats that might not necessarily pay off in the first season or the only season as we're recording this uh on wednesday the 12th of june 2019 common era uh the internet and its various comics related orifices that's what they're called right web orifices (laughs) yes that's what they're called from now on um have oozed out various articles (laughs) about how this was set up to be a three season arc that could have eventually spun off Justice League Dark. Which just seems so obvious now that that's what they were building towards after the second episode. Um... Would that it were to actually happen. This is proof that we are not in the best timeline. <laughs> if you were still on the fence on that one, first, how? Yeah. But secondly, like, this would have been very good. And hopefully it still could be. Maybe someone will save yeah. Swamp Thing. Hashtag the, save Swamp Thing. The best thing we can all do is watch it and get everybody we know to watch it, I think, yes. at this point. Go subscribe to DC Universe and watch it. Absolutely. Which, the more I think about the, the like, the happier and happier I am with DC Universe. We talked about this a little last week. I think, but it's becoming easier to recommend. Yes, yes. Having not watched Titans and having watched some Doom Patrol and some Swamp Thing, it seems like a no-brainer at this point. What a skillful segue, Tim. (laughs) What did you think? Let's check in on the Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol episode two, better than the first one. Very good show. Everybody should watch it. And let me say, really nice ass in this one. (laughs) You'll get that joke if you go watch it. The episode title is Donkey Patrol. There's a donkey. (laughs) Um, what was your favorite part of this one? This Swamp Thing and this Doom Patrol? Let's have one of each. Um, okay, well, Swamp Thing, it's easy. It was the Swamp Thing kill of the week, finally seeing him. <laughs> um, and then, but it was cool watching the little girl while she was acting, like, as if she were connected. Yeah. And, and yeah. seeing that sort of segue into the green that we were talking about, at least that's our theory of it, is that's the, 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 the gateway to it there. Yeah, and, like, that is, that is probably mine, and, and I do want to talk about the green a little bit, because I do think that's probably what... 
that connection is. She basically yeah, this this girl, this patient zero, uh, what was her name? Susan? Susie? Susie Coyle. Susie Coyle. Uh as Alec is emerging from the swamp, having transformed and like ripping pieces of himself off, trying to find himself underneath, which just that also looked really fucking Yeah, good. it did. Yeah, it did. Um she is in the hospital, like ripping out IVs that are in the same places he's ripping off pieces of of uh I guess phloem xylem he's not a tree <laughs> i think it's i mean xylem on the outside phloem on the inside so plant flesh let's just call it what it is plant flesh yeah. um like the way that lined up and the way they kind of like paralleled what she was doing and ripping stuff out and it in turn getting the attention of abby's sidekick uh like all of that was super well done mm-hmm. uh, can i tell you my favorite part of doom patrol yes please my favorite part of doom patrol both episodes ones and two is brendan fraser <laughs> Just as a whole. Robot Man, I, I love that character. I love the way the character is played, and I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, also, at least with only one episode of him in so far, uh, uh, Cyborg Oh yeah, very. might be... Other than Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, my favorite version of Cyborg. We both had a conversation about this during the episode because I just couldn't wait to talk about it, about how this is by far and away the best Cyborg. Yeah. That's very well done. Um, And Alan Tudyk is amazing in Doom Patrol. I know I said yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it too much, but everybody should watch it. Alan Tudyk is just great as the narrator. Everyone in it is great. Every episode, yeah. each episode so far, there has been a moment where each of us has been like, they're perfect. They're great. Yes. They're yep. amazing. Yep. All of them. Just fantastic all right we are about at time is there any last thought you would like to add tim go watch swamp thing so we can see if we can save it yes hashtag save swamp thing yep absolutely how many tv recap podcasts do you suppose don't make it an episode before the show they're recapping is canceled Uh, i'm betting that we're the first if there are any other swamp thing podcasters out there let us know we'll form a support group All right, I've decided how to take us out of this segment. Can't wait. Tim, I'm going to give you the name of next week's episode and get your thoughts. Okay. He speaks. Uh, It sounds like we're going to get a little more better acquainted with our Swamp Thing, and I can't wait for it. All right, until next week, we have been branching out. Say bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. All right, I think that's about it, unless either of you has anything else to throw in there. Nope. No. All right. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website at panelologypodcast.com. If you would like to show your support for us, you can do so by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, by sharing us with people, or by uh, supporting us at patreon.com slash panelology. If you would like merch with our logo on it and eventually other things, uh, bit.ly slash panelology g merch capital p capital m if you want more Those shirts are soft yes they're good and soft i like it it's true i have one i finally got one yeah i cheaped That's... out and did not get the really soft shirt but it's still nice oh, no. it's okay i think all the lady ones are soft ah uh... If you want more of Jin and me and sometimes guest hosts Meg and Tim, you can hear all of us uh, on Minds at Yerk, our bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast. We are about to do the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Yes. Which is not the Incredible Herc. No. <laughs> Nothing to do with them. Ermagerda Herc-Bajir. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. I expected you comics. to go Ermburn. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Herc Smirsh. Ermagerd Herc Smirsh.
dorks. <laughs> <laughs>